This is why stop. guests don't come back, David. Stop <laughs> playing with your sound effects, Daniel, and get on with it. What are we? What are we doing on this podcast? I, I assume no it's idea. something about politics or something. I have no idea. Is this about religion? Is no, it it's about religion? summer block. <laughs> it's about summer no? blockbusters. What? Oh, oh. ah, it's horrifically yeah, yeah, alien. Yeah. So, before we get into this, because I currently have no control tonight, uh, if you need Mm. to contact us, if you complain, please email David Keogh at David Baldy Keogh. No, please uh, contact the show. (laughs) If you please contact the show at decomposedpodcast at gmail.com. If you complain, we will ignore you. If you love the show, we will love you forever. And welcome to Belgium. Yeah, we've got two. We've got two two listeners in Belgium. Two listeners in Belgium. Hello, Belgium. (laughs) the whole country they don't give us any points for Eurovision ever do they what fair enough yeah if we could vote for ourselves we wouldn't that sounds bad (laughs) (laughs) so yeah so we're just talking about I miss the summer blockbuster because when I was a child when it didn't cost you a mortgage to go to the cinema I used to love going outside the cinema. I never went in because I couldn't afford to. I used to hang out outside and just watch the posters. Wow. That's, <laughs> that's sad. Oh, that is like some Oliver Twist-level stuff. That... Yeah, he's just watching. Did, did you eat gruel instead of popcorn? Yeah. I always used to, <laughs> bring, my, I used to bring my own pick-a-mix from Woolies. I never used to buy it from the uh, kiosk. There's <laughs> nothing wrong with that. No. There's nothing wrong with that. But Woolies doesn't exist. Even its cheap replacement, Wilco, is going under now. I heard that, oh, yeah. The poor people of Belgium don't understand what a tragedy And I used is. to smuggle my bottle of pop in my, in my jacket in case they stopped me and chucked me out. You, you were, like, worried that they would. It's tragic, Daniel. I don't know what to say. <laughs> we could analyse this for hours. <laughs> I think it was something to do with your grandparents. <laughs> well, we never had tins of Quality Street. We just had pictures of chocolate. It was because you had no Quality Street and you only had your own cheap chocolate. Where are you from? Is that Belgium? That's not very nice. Uh, it? No, it's Freud. It's not me. Uh, it was uh, Freud. Sorry, he's on the other line. Apologies. Uh, carry on. Analyzing. Analyzing. I am analysing your strange and sad tale of not being able to watch the movies. But actually, I lie. I did go to the movies an awful lot because it used to be a pound a pound. Oh, it used sympathy to be a pound. gone. Sympathy oh. gone. Sympathy oh. gone. Not interested now. And and it used to always start with this, didn't it? No, it didn't used to start with that because then then you place me on YouTube spontaneously, thinking you'd be spontaneous just to show off, and then there's an advert. Or you try to do ba 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 Yeah, I was, and then it played an an advert for Dom Jolly's kind of television show. Poor man. Anyway, yeah, only on live broadcasting. So tell us about. Oh, there we go. Am I I allowed that, are we, Daniel? (laughs) Yeah, but not the extended version. My money doesn't run. Oh, no. (laughs) Not the directed version. But I did. Who was Pearl and Dean? I thought they were like the kind of a couple who just like run the cinema. Toothpaste or something. Yeah. Yeah. And and the adverts, you'd have like adverts for like big, big kind of brand stuff. And then you'd have an advert for the local Indian curry house that was just around the corner. Just five minutes away from from this screen, as if. 
did anybody ever go to this the curry house that was advertised around the corner? No, because it shut down ten years before. They just <laughs> never got rid of the advert. <laughs> we all know that. <laughs> but but it was all part of the summer block. It was and it was like Indiana Jones of the Last Crusade oh. or Return of the oh, Jedi. The Last Crusade. Yeah. Uh, or you know these big big summer blockbusters that you've been looking forward to for like six months or a year, and you'd watched all the all the kind of making of, you know, on going live with Sarah and Philip before he discerned to the dark side. Moving on, <laughs> it was just not sure. No, I'm not sure. Descended <laughs> to the dark side. I I I feel that. That's a bit harsh. That's, that's <laughs> like using... the dark side, David. Just, just in case you didn't know that. Well, it's a, that's like accusing <laughs> Hugh a bit. Oh, poor Hugh. <laughs> Hugh. Poor Hugh. Well, this is the episode yet. <laughs> Strange independent po- podcast decomposing gets sil- gets sued by Philip Schofield. <laughs> oh, this is brilliant. Oh, oh it's about Thomas Day getting nitty gritty. Philip. Sue and Philip, do it. Yeah. Take us all down. It was just, and the cinema was packed. It wasn't just like five. How fed up we going to the cinema and there's been five people in there? Yeah, I know. But that's because uh, people used to go to the cinema because you couldn't watch anything at home. And actually, if you were lucky, you might get something on VHS, right? So the world has changed a lot. Uh, the problem is now, of course, you can just stream everything. So why go to the cinema? So, But, but come on, you, you can't be any different now. You only go to the cinema now for the big blockbuster things, right? Yeah. So I don't know, for the Star Wars movies or the Bond film or whatever the big yeah, thing because, is. Because no one, no one could afford to take a risk on a film that they wouldn't like because it's so no, expensive exactly. to go. So four of us went to see Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Loved it. Um, 36 Ooh. quid, and that wasn't even a main screen. That main Hang screen, on, that four was... of you for 36 quid where I live. That it'd be two of you for wow. 36 quid. Yeah, well, this yeah. wasn't this was like kind of art deco cinema around the corner, you know. This is the problem, though, right? It's so expensive, but it's not yeah. just the fact that the cinema's expensive. The popcorn is like seven quid, the, the drinks <laughs> add another five quid on. You're like, yeah, so I end up buying all my own stuff and taking it in there when we go because I just can't be bothered spending. 300 quid to take two kids to go and see the flash so and, we'll uh, go and see the flash and do it on the cheap and that's how we do and quite it. frankly how, do you, how, how does anybody need that much coca-cola in their life no ever no no and also you know my i'm older now my bladder can't go through two and a half hours of the flash having no. drank all that no. uh, so uh, it's not going to happen no, and, and who needs to spend £5 on a packet of Haribo when you can get it in Wilco's while it's still open for 99p? Exactly. Bring everything with you, shove it in your rucksack, and no one tells you off. That's what no, you do this day. No one ever tells you off anyway, do they? It's this myth no, that you're going to get chucked out. The, the, kids, the kids run in the cinemas now. They don't care. That's true. No. Why would they? Well, I'll tell you what does annoy me. I'll tell you what does annoy me about the cinema now is people who leave all their crap in the seats and they don't tidy up. Uh, no. That annoys me now. Uh, I, I always take my stuff with me and put it in the bin because I'm a good citizen. But when other people just go, throw their stuff everywhere and they don't care, that's very annoying. Well, they talk through the now because it's so expensive. Oh. You don't even want them to talk through the adverts because even the adverts are costing you money. It used to be I could put up with that until the film. But then yeah, but the adverts then... are longer than the film now. You go in and you have to, you have to wait three hours for the film to start. It's a it's a seven hour event. You don't get that when you're on Netflix, do you? So <laughs> do you know I, what, yeah, do I think... you know what this is? This is the Grumpy Old Men podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it is. 
<laughs> but I just, I just think that the cinemas, cinemas need to do something extra to make these events like they should make them events in some way. I don't know what that means, but they need yeah. to really get people back in because otherwise, they, cinema is going to slowly die. It's a shame. It is, but but you get an advert for the cinema, so you get AdSense or cinema sound or cinema whatever, you know. And you think, why are you advertising a cinema that I'm sitting in already? Talking of which. The sound in cinemas now. I don't know if you guys agree with me here. It's so loud. bloody loud. Uh, it, it absolutely yeah. smashes your eardrums. Now, I don't yeah. think I'm getting old because even my kids are sitting there holding their ears going, yeah. no, too much. It's it's like... Yeah, an explosion goes off and you've got to fall off your seat. You're bleeding from your eyes and your ears. I mean, again, you're sitting at home watching Amazon Prime. You don't bleed from your face. <laughs> and I feel like my cinema experience is detracted because of it. I want to bleed from my face. Well, maybe, maybe if it's a five D cinema, then bleeding from your face is fine, but not normal like two D or whatever. Well, you can get IMAX now in 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 your in your home because Disney Plus do all of their Marvel films in in full IMAX. Yeah, all we need is a pair of three D glasses. Bush, off you go. Yeah, so just make your own popcorn and charge everybody fifteen quid for it. There we go. Well, that's what cinemas are doing, right? Yeah. So, so, so the whole the whole of our childhood of going to see these massive blockbuster films when your ears don't bleed, it's not event anymore. It's not exciting anymore because you're just thinking of the massive hole it's made in your bank balance. Yeah, but I remember as a kid or a teenager going to see like one or two films in a row. Because you could afford to, so you go to one, maybe go bowling first or something like that, and then you go and see a film, and then you go and see a second film because you can, because it's a whole day event. You'd yeah. make a thing of it, but you can't afford to do that now. You'd have to, you'd have to sell your house to do that. So, uh, yeah, exactly. So when you're a kid, and you can't I... do that, can you? Because no, nobody wants no to buy a house anymore. No, no. <laughs> so I went to see Cry Freedom, Empire Strikes Back. It was a heavy week, and. I don't know, Beetlejuice or something like that. I don't know. Uh, for a That's bit of a real mix of films, <laughs> isn't it? Empire of the Sun Christ. And, and it, like, one every day. Oh, a Naked Gun, I think. I don't know. I forget what it was. But there oh, were, like, yeah, three or four films. And it was, like, a quid each to get in to see the film. And now, even even with a concession, you're still looking at the best part of 15 quid, unless you use Meerkat. Yeah, the other thing is, um, it used to be like you used to only get the good films in cinemas but now what happens is even the crap films that, that would never have made the cinema 20 years ago now get in so you don't you can't even guarantee you're going to see something that's that's good and it no, puts I know. you off so. i know it does i went to see this horrible film it's terrible don't go and see it. destination dewsbury shocking film <laughs> has no business being in the cinema at all i don't know who made it never heard of it mate never heard of, it. <laughs> heard of my cinema I thought, it was, I thought it. it was Russian. There was an, an actor called David Kirch. I thought it was Russian. Mm. It was, it Maybe. Was... Never heard of it. Never heard of him. <laughs> no. I had to Never wear sunglasses because, the, because the, the, uh, the, the, the lighting kept on bouncing off his, foot, his, his, his head. It was this, really... is, this is the part of the show, David, where he attacks the guests. <laughs> uh, 15 minutes. <sighs> Put your timer but... on. Maybe go and make a couple of comebacks and you'll see <laughs> I remember now why I didn't want to do this. If you guys carry on, I'm just going to... To be fair, Destination Dewsbury is a fantastic film. I absolutely loved it. Don't try and get out of it now. I'm I'm actually watching the sports report of why England won the uh, game against Nigeria today. I'm going to do that instead, so you carry on. A customer ruined that for me today. They told me the score. 
But I, you can't get you can't get indie films into into cinemas, though, can you? Really? No, you can't. It's it's impossible. It's virtually impossible. You can maybe get a limited run in a local cinema or something like that, but no, you can't. In fact, um, a load of movie stars recently, because of the writer's strike in America and the actor's strike, are saying that let's all go and do indie films. But you think, well, you should have been doing that anyway. And in fact, a lot of big actors, yeah. after doing big blockbusters, tend to do small indies because you know it, it fulfills them from an acting perspective far more than being a, in a Marvel film or something. Albeit, you know, I think people are quite snobby about those types of films. You know, I quite like Marvel films. I quite like big blockbusters. I'm not snobby about them at all. I'd, I'd love to be in anything like that, you know? I'd love to, I'd love to soundtrack a Marvel film. I just, it just would be fun. Yeah, why not? But but you want you want independent films. All the things I love about independent films is you know you're not really sure where they're going to go. They don't kind of go in a traditional format. They're, they're innovative often, um, yep. and 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 I'm more believable because I've never heard of half the actors in it. So you kind of think, well, they're more believable because I don't think, oh, he was great in Ballykiss Angel, Ballykiss Angel, Balamori, Balamori. <laughs> Oh my God! If you're watching a film with the main stars from Balamori, <laughs> that guy strange. used to be in the Pink Castle. He was a child killer. <laughs> Wasn't a child. Killer. You can't just keep throwing out these Philip Schofield level accusations at every single person. He was. He lived in, in a castle. It was pink, and 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 he had a. That doesn't dungeon. mean he killed people. He well, you never saw the... that. Doesn't make him murderer, see it? does it? Yeah, but did you see the kids ever leave Balamori once they came over? Wouldn't you like to go? Would you like to stay? <laughs> I really want to see this. I, I don't know what you're talking about, but I really want to see this now. Well, so, this is a different... I, I think Daniel's been watching a different version of CBBS to the rest of us, so I'm not entirely sure what CBB you've been watching. CBBS show. Well, that kind yeah. of with What's the story, Balamori? Yeah. Oh. I can tell you what it isn't, the story that Daniel says it is. No, I was in my head. It's like yeah, in the there's, night garden. There's, there's no me- oh, that is evil. No, that's the evil. I agree with that. <laughs> Macapaka, like, oh, are there, are there oh I have to watch Teletubbies every morning. Oh, yeah, I, well, I hate oh. And Macapaka can go himself, all right? I'm, I'm sick of it. <laughs> what are those people that live in a hedge? Well, they live in a bush or something. It's just When you've had three years of that, I'm done enough. I don't want to ever watch any CBBS ever again. But but going back, don't even to some... get don't even get me started on Mr. Tumble. No, we need to move on. Uh, no, 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 Daniel. No, he Daniel, doesn't even no. like children, Mr. Tumble. No, Daniel. No, move on. <laughs> no, we're not we're not we're not going to slander Mr. Tumble as well. No, 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 no. Mr. Tumble is a, is a hero in this house. I would oh, see him live. I would see him live on stage. You have seen him live on stage. Mm. Why? You haven't got any Why? young kids. Samuel's the only adult male, middle-aged male, in the audience with kids. It doesn't look good. There'll be photos of him. As, as, as Mr. Tumble looked out to the audience, <laughs> there <laughs> three. There's one guy in the middle that's like really tall. I love you! <laughs> Let's move on so Daniel can't even get out of this one. <laughs> Front row as well. I, I love it. I love it when Daniel digs himself into it. I, I would like to apologise to the BBC, to everybody who's ever been on the BBC or anyone who ever plans to be. Okay, move on. We're legally clear now. Yeah, let's move on from 
from well, that. To, to be fair, Samuel was three, but that was an excuse. Oh, he didn't, uh, he didn't want to no, go. No, he wasn't there. I was going to say, he wasn't there with you. It was just, that's you don't even have anything called Samuel, so <laughs> the lies are getting too big. That was the he, moment he had... when I realised giving a kid an entire packet of Haribo was a really bad idea. Especially if you leave him outside and go in and watch Mr. Tumble on your own. Yeah, that's not good, is it? <laughs> Whilst he's eating gruel. I knew all the lyrics. Put your hands up. I've got the album as well. What's wrong with me? Oh, for God's sake. Do you know that moment when you've got kids in the car and you're listening to CBB's Greatest Hits or something, or some, you know, Thomas the Tank Engine, and they get out to go to school and you don't turn the CD off and you carry, you carry on to work or wherever you're going and you're still listening to 64 Zoo Lane or something on, in your car. Daniel, you can... Daniel, just to be clear. That's never happened to me. <laughs> it will never happen. You lie. Because yeah. the first thing you do is switch it off and put Radio 5 on. Anyone knows that. <laughs> anyway, it's back to Blockbusters. Talking what I'm hearing from you today. I'm so, shocked. So, 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 so has, are we saying that the, the, the cinema has, has, has just can't get, I can't recover, can I? You can't recover. No. Keep talking about CBeebies because I think that's what you're <laughs> So are we saying that the cinema is no longer a viable option for entertainment? So it's kind of priced itself out, which is why some of Blockbusters don't see them special just, anymore. You just got to earn more, Daniel. If you're a bit more creative in your work life, you can afford the cinema and you won't have these moans and groans. You were saying last week you didn't want to go. No, I can't. I'm, I don't want to work harder. I'm not going to earn the money that needs to go to the cinema. I'm saying if you really want to go to the cinema... But I don't want to. Not. But I don't want to. No, exactly. You're like me, and that's why we're doing this at home. We're not even in the studio. I think, no, I, think so, I think some films, I, I honestly think there are some worth going to see, right? But they're, they're getting yeah. rarer and rarer and rarer. You know, yeah. I, I really can't think of anything now other than maybe a Star Wars film or a Bond film that I would probably want to see in the cinema. Unless there was... I, I, I did go to see... Um, actually, that's not true. I went to see Avatar 2 at the cinema because you know it's going to be kind of spectacular and maybe better in 3D or what have you. So I saw that. But it did cost me an arm and a leg and I had to sell a kidney and a child in order to be able to go. So <laughs> Have you got anything left to go see Barbie then, David? Uh, no, no. Um, although, do you know, I really don't want to see Barbie. But No! But, thing. But, but wait, but <laughs> wait. <laughs> a lot of people like me are saying they don't want to see Barbie and they're seeing it and liking it. And I'm thinking, Yeah, okay. I'm going to go. I'm gonna, I'm I'm gonna look out. like the old one out sitting there. I think you should. I might dead go. to me, Tony. That, that's disappointing. I thought you had no. Silent I love Ray Gosling. I will see him in everything. I've got his calendar. I've got. I've got his phone number. I've got everything of his. So I'm, I've got to support the man. Yeah, fair but, enough. But why do we need a film about a doll? Why, why but do I don't we think need it that? is. I don't think it is. <laughs> I think that's. The, I think that's what's clever about it. Is that's what everyone like us think it is. But I actually yeah. think it's a lot more insidious and, and clever and dark than that. And I think yeah, that's why people like love it. It's like the scream so. of the, the doll world. But that, they say that just to pull gullible people in, don't you think? Oh, no. I thought that until people who are uh, like less gullible than me came back and said they loved it. So I think, I think <laughs> actually, I also think it's good. Uh, that you know, Barbie has. I think it's just uh, done a billion dollars worldwide. It has a billion dollars. But that, that's good for cinema. If if Barbie can do that and um, Oppenheimer can do something not sure of that, that's got to be a positive thing for cinema, right? So maybe we're in a resurgence. 
And those two films pushed each other up. Like, people was actually going to see both films. But they wouldn't have seen otherwise. Oh, damn. Oh, here we go. I love this song. Yeah. No. Louder. No. Louder. And let, let, no. let David... <laughs> I could only afford the first six seconds. Maybe David's so. got the rave version. No, but it, it's like, but these people. <laughs> but got this... the rave. It's fantastic. I'm made of plastic. What do you want well, I mean, from I... a song about Barbie? I mean, do you want it to go into like, different? No, but yeah. but these people are going to see Barbie, Bar- Barbie Heimer or, or Oppie Barbie or whatever it's called. Barbieheimer, yeah. <laughs> go to see Barbie, and let's go see Barbie and by Drake Contrast, 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 let's go and see Oppenheimer. What, what are these people doing with their lives? Yeah, but, no, but, they're, but they're saying to see Oppenheimer first, then Barbie, because it's such a, it's a comedy relief from what Oppenheimer is it's, it's soul-destroying, apparently. Um, so you kind of yeah. need that, that that relief at the end. I think that's probably you why know what I'm thinking that. is I'm thinking how who are these people that can afford to go to the cinema twice in one day? I don't know these people. People that, people that really want to work and earn money. Those are the those are the, those are the target audience for Barbenheimers. It's, it's people that can afford that pass thing. And you can go unlimited times. I think they call it unlimited. I'm, I'm re- that's not very real. That's not very imaginative. Has the Sydney can... World closed down now, though? Which which offered? Yeah, it's about to. Yeah, it's uh, it's not doing well. It's another one that's going to fall under, sadly. I think that's a shame because that was a good deal before. That's I why did. Wilkinson's is going out of business because they're not going to sell as many sweets now. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah. come back to Wilco's again. <laughs> no, but that's where you should go. You should... Oh, it's the cost of living. Oh, it's all. Uh... Ruining cinema, it's ruining shopping for cheap crap. It's all, you know, all honestly, everything's gone down a pan, isn't it? We're gonna have to go to Waitrose now, aren't we? Can't afford that. I'm fed up with having to explain the uh, the, the cost of living crisis to people on the phones. It's like, how much is my insurance? But but my, my pay hasn't gone up. Thank you very much, in one census, for describing perfectly the problem with the cost of living crisis. Why do you not get this? My pension <laughs> hasn't gone up that much. That's the point. And this is why Daniel is currently on a disciplinary and given his final warning letter. I was just about to say final warning. (laughs) Something bad, something really bad happened today, actually. I had to be reminded that all calls are recorded and that people can request them because we got a phone call from from a a police officer um, who have a designated line for their inquiry so we don't break data protection. Was he calling you on behalf of the Philip Schofield investigation? I think it was Inspector Gravy or something. (laughs) Inspector Gravy, he'd been in a film, he wasn't very happy. Anyway, (laughs) he still had the limp from being attacked by the recliner and he had an Australian accent which was slightly dodgy. Anyway, he's possessed. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, so he rang up and he said, well, I'd like you to help me with my inquiries, please. This person uh, doesn't says he's insured with you. I'd like you to confirm this. That sounds terrible. terrible sorry, I can't help you. But, but why? But, but why can't you help me? Uh, why do you sound like you're so posh? Well, he didn't sound like that at all. I don't know why I made him sound like that. I said, well, I can't help you. You've got a designated number. But I don't know what the number is. Can you tell me what the number is? No, said I. I can't tell you what the number is. <laughs> I've got it in front of me. I can't tell him. I can't tell him what the number is. I'll tell you so what, he... first world problems, Daniel, honestly. So... I mean, what this does make for, though, is a thrilling podcast. What well, it is, it is. And, and I've only just got halfway through. So he said, can I email my Metropolitan Police number to my, your personal email address? To which I said, well, how do I know that's real? I've got no way of checking it. Have I? In it. 
So I feel like I, I've I've kind of restricted a, a criminal investigation just by doing my job. I feel bad. There That's is nothing walking around. There is someone walking around Whitechapel right now looking at victim number seven because of you. Yeah, yeah. And this has got nothing to do with tonight. I just thought I'd share it. Beautiful story, beautiful story. I'll see you go. Anyway, back to Blockbusters. <laughs> Right, <laughs> it's a sort of blockbusters. Yeah. Well, there's the other... a reason why blockbusters went bust, isn't there, Daniel? So <laughs> it's not because of my dodgy story about the police officer. Uh, I, didn't well, I don't think it helped, did it? <laughs> <laughs> that is the problem, though. So cinema pricing um, and streaming, and not just streaming, but the fact that you only have to wait. If we said this before, I mean, you only have to wait a few months for something to come out. I... I'm not even sure it's that, Daniel. Do you know what I think it is? I think it's that um, we used to have local cinemas, and they used to be smaller, and there were yeah. more of them. So yeah. you could literally walk to your local town, watch a film and come home quite easy. Now you have to drive out to somewhere. Yeah. It's on some big industrial estate. It's very. There are very few. In fact, it's the small cinemas, the boutique ones that are doing quite well because people will go to them. If you think of the, the Everyman in Hampstead, for example, and there are other mm. ones like that that are doing really well because people will go and sit in a small cinema. It's a boutique experience. You can sit on a nice comfy chair. You can have a bottle of wine even while you're watching a film. I watched a bomb film with them. Um, the last one from with one of my friends and we had a bottle of wine and, and some nice food and stuff. And it was just an experience where you thought, okay, this is nice. You know, it's a nice night out and you could easily walk there. But now, you know, you can't where I live in Chesham nearest cinema. I don't know, half an hour drive away. It's, it's, it's yeah, not, it's not worth the effort. 45 minutes. 45 yeah. minutes. That's yeah. I don't what's the point? You know, you used to be able to go to your high street, but of course they've all been converted into bingo halls now. So, you know, it's like, <laughs> or churches. Or church. Well, well, no, well, yeah, possibly, yeah, mm. yeah. Churches, not in Northampton, yeah. ABC oh, yeah. Northampton, our church. Wow, it's very strange actually thinking about it. More religious that... people than bingo, is there, eh? <laughs> and that was the one where it had the, the organ that used to come out of the floor. Yeah, I played one of those ones. I'm not talking about a penis. <laughs> what? Said an organ. Confused. No, Anthony, that wasn't once. <laughs> he played on that more than once. <laughs> that, 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 that's why. That's why. Well, Phil is angry with him, and sometimes, BBC are looking to see. I never quite know what Daniel means. See, so, I didn't but, get that link. So when I was talking about well, the organ and playing on the, and then Tony said, Tony suddenly said, "Are we talking about a penis?" I genuinely didn't know what he was talking about. I was thinking <laughs> left field for him. You have the to only person. <laughs> the only person who can fondle an organ in church is a So let's uh, let's move on. Uh, he's allowed to because it's like this he is. It's, I don't think he's allowed to. He is. God says he can. It's fine. Move on. God likes Daniel, so everything's fine. I'm not saying it's good. I'm not get saying it's permissible. I'm just saying if God lets you do that in the house of God, well then you know God is happy with what with what Daniel's calling Philip Schofield. So I mean <laughs> I, th I think he probably is. Uh, mind you yeah. he looks like he could he looks but like he could you know. talking to Daniel right now and this is this is exactly what God wants us to all know. What about Philip Schofield? <laughs> yeah, about well, you filling with organs in a church only the once though. Channeling. You're channeling. Daniel only filled with his organ once in a church, and we should just be clear about that because we don't want the BBC again to, uh, to, to charge him. For, uh, yeah, it shut down shortly afterwards. That well, makes I'm it not worse. surprised. I'm not surprised, really. 
Was it Sunday school? Because that's not on. That, that, that <laughs> line, line. Just step over it. Step back from the line, Mr. Kehoe. Says the guy who's already going to get sued by Philip Schofield. Do you think I care what the church is going to do? And uh, Mr. Tumble. He, Daniel's going to play music over, over a lot of what you've said today. <laughs> Any excuse to put that? I would like to point out that nothing I said is not either blasphemous, incorrect, or in any way illegal. Apart from that bit. Yeah. I can't believe that Jaws was the first ever summer blockbuster, though. Why can't well, you believe, I believe that? that? Well, I did until I did research and I Googled it. I say I did research, I Googled it. What was the first <laughs> I, I do it. I normally do it live on air. What we we was... both do. Sometimes there's a ten minute gap where we don't play. Yeah, so there's like five minutes where we're both on Google. <laughs> there's been so many tumbleweed moments. And luckily, that was that was on the radio because we were happy to do that live. Like last week when I said uh, when I said all the there were no retail out there, and there was like and I waited for Tony to react because so he was talking about French Connection, the film. So I said, not the, the, the clothing outlet. <laughs> and there's just there's this four-minute four gap where no one said anything. Tony said, I just got that. <laughs> there we go. Thrilling, thrilling, thrilling yeah. podcast. It had to be there, yeah. David. You would have... You yeah, I, every I suspect... There I we go, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, oh hang on, where's my camera? White, white screen. Look, oh. look, look, see, look. What, look, are, look, you, look, what are you jaws. showing me? I can see the word jaws. <sighs> what, what, what was the first song... Jaws held as the father of summer blockbusters. What's that? What? Just, just don't look in the sink or the bath. You'll be fine. Yeah. House Shark. Yeah. Toilet Shark. House Shark 3. Love House Shark. There is actually a film, isn't there, about a shark in a house? Yeah, we watched it the other week. Yeah, I've not seen that yet. It's it's beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, House Shark is a homage to Jaws. It is. It is brilliant. It's. It, it is. That's how you do. We were saying this. Where this is how you do a bad, a bad horror film. It's yeah. so bad, so minimal budget. They know it they is, know it. and it's self yeah. pre It's glorious. It is. It's the Gone with the Wind of bad, bad, bad movies. The, the underwater sequence was where the water's dubbed on afterwards, and they're walking around going. <laughs> <laughs> In the kitchen, and and and, and the camera just goes down, and they're just walking like this. Brilliant. That's, Elizabeth walked out. She said, what are you watching? I said, "This is genius." And the paper mache shark with a laser gun. He's not you selling know, it. I know he's not selling it, I, but it really I'm not watching, watching it. it. Yeah, you're, you're not doing a good it's job. It's brilliant. It. I'm, I'm it, it is steering brilliant. well clear of that crap. I can tell and that was what was wrong with with um, with um, Killer Sofa. It took itself too seriously. Well, let's not go down that old uh, armchair. Sofa. <laughs> it's not a sofa, mate. It's an armchair. We oh, all know it is. Call it Killer Armchair. <laughs> and it's not the one on the cover. The other I know. One on the cover has got... They don't ever do that. Right. <laughs> it's just got two buttons that blink at you, and then suddenly, like for some reason, goes when he's trying to light a, a match. <laughs> oh no! It's blown my match out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Daniel, what I think is quite sad about this is that someone wrote that. Okay, I don't care. They were Australian. Who cares? Oh, Daniel, okay. as someone who didn't like the film, you've had a lot of laughs at it. I was thinking about it a lot. 
Yeah, well, actually, that's a very good point. It's deeply um, affected you. No, I didn't like it at the time. Are there but, any but, other household furniture items that have deeply affected you over the years? <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, no. I'm normally quite quite docile towards... <laughs> docile? Kitchen stool four resonated somewhat. But apart from that... Houseplant the Revenge. Food Mixer 3. <laughs> that, was a, that was a great film. Cannibal Toaster. Ooh, I'd watch I wanna, that. I'd watch that, actually. Should we make a film called yeah. Cannibal Toaster? Yeah, yeah, we should. <laughs> the microwave of doom. If it was a George Foreman grill, it might be more realistic. So probably... See, I it doesn't matter confused. if we call it... We can call it Cannibal Toaster because, we'll, but we'll put, we'll call it Cannibal Toaster and put a toaster on the front, like poster. But it'll be a George Foreman grill. And really I got really confused for years and called them George Formby grills. <laughs> when I'm making sandwiches. Oh, I wish you wouldn't do that when I press. The button. <laughs> no, 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 no. Stop playing a ukulele when you're trying to make me make my snack. Stop it. There's Microwave about? Massacre. That's the only other one that I know. Microwave oh. Massacre. Isn't there, ages, I think. So, I mean, it, it might be good. Isn't there one about a killer shower curtain? No. <laughs> no, there is. No. There is. There no. is. No, there isn't. It's, it's called Spider. Yeah. Only, only thing you can No, there is. There is. There is definitely one called Killer shower, shower Curtain. No. Um... <laughs> Oh, you can get you can get, minutes of uh, watching that. <laughs> you can get a Jaws shower curtain. That's awesome. Okay, Daniel, we don't have time to do your personal shopping. Uh, what, <laughs> what else have we got on the agenda? <laughs> you Amazoning it? No, I'm sure there is a film called. He's actually shower now buying a Jaws shower curtain. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. No, I no. Actually, it was really. I've got a Jaws. I've got a Jaws T-shirt, and I wore it to church one week. Um, because I'm a big fan of Jaws, and I forgot there's a naked woman on the top. <laughs> I was walking I, around. Daniel, Daniel, I can I can beat that. I went to a funeral uh, recently, <laughs> and I'd forgot that I'd still got my Weekend of the Dead, whatever this. <laughs> um, yeah, but you see, that's not inappropriate. That actually feels appropriate because if it, the it's funeral was on brought, Saturday, it feels together. like you're paying homage to that. Yeah, you're just hey. acknowledging their, their current position. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's okay. Oh, I was so popular with the family. Let me I bet you were. Um, yes. So what were we talking about? Oh yeah, blockbusters. So so what what is what is everybody's favourite summer blockbuster? What is the film it, that Oh Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, that's easy. Possibly the greatest summer blockbuster film ever. Oh, Sean Connery. Is. Harrison Ford, great script, great acting, perfect film, lovely. I love it. I actually I was... saw that, though. In, there was another one I saw in that summer, and I think, if I get my timing exactly right, I think it might have been Licensed to Kill, which was also a great Bond film. Oh, it's so, a good uh, Bond I, film. I saw the two in the summer, and that was my summer films that year. So, yeah, loved those, both of those. I was looking forward to, to Last Crusade for about a year when it was announced. So, that was one of those films. So good. So good. I just knew that Harrison Ford and um, Sean Connery were just going to work so well together. I just had this feeling. And, and it had the young River Phoenix in it, of course, oh, who uh, yeah. sadly uh, rest in peace. But he was uh, he was fantastic as a young mm -hmm. indie as well. Absolutely brilliant. What a great film. We called the dog Indiana. <laughs> That's fair enough. I, there's nothing wrong with that. 
And that wonderful moment where um, Harrison Ford di um, disproves to the world he cannot do a Scottish accent. I've come to see the tapestries. Where are you from again? Well, in fairness, uh, Sean Connery can only do a Scottish accent. In fact, <laughs> is it not fair enough to say he played a Spanish Egyptian warrior from Planet Jaist with a Scottish accent in Ireland? Yeah, yeah. That, that <laughs> uh, he played an Irish cop Murphy in uh, Untouchables with a Scottish accent. <laughs> he did, didn't he? And we loved him for it. Like, it it's still works. It is so weird, isn't it? He's not Irish, he's Scottish, but never mind. It doesn't matter because it's Sean. Sean's got so much charisma, he could do anything. Literally, oh, that... he can play a guy just wearing underpants on a horse in Zardoz and everybody likes it, you know? <laughs> that bit in, in Untouchables where he gets killed in that horrible way, I was really, really upset about that. Yeah, was so was I. That was, that was pretty tragic. But, it was, but he was brilliant in that. Yeah. That's one of his best films, isn't it? Untouchables. Oh, I, I, it, Untouchables and Highlander. He played two supporting roles, but I think he got he's Oscar nominated for um, the uh, Untouchables. I think I don't yeah. know if he got got it. I don't know. It. He was, yeah, he was definitely nominated. I'm not sure if he won, but yeah, he was a he was a cracking actor. It's a bit where where he sliced Kurgan's throat open, and he and he he, he f flobs is a lovely word. He flobs in his face and says, "My." My cut has improved your voice. It's just a wonderful line. Only Connery can deliver a line like that. My cut has improved your voice. That's it, yeah. yeah. And then they chop his head off. Sadly, not, sadly, not even 20 years of acting training can improve mine. <laughs> <laughs> not my favourite James Bond, though. Uh, I don't know about that. I, I think, uh, I think they're all, they've all got their strengths and weaknesses. I, I actually think Timothy Dalton was very underrated. It, he only got to make two of them, and um, there was a big legal dispute with Sony. Actually, after the film, the Summer of Lobster, I saw. So they worked because of, um, I think it was because of Casino Royale, another film owned Bond. So there was this big legal dispute with Sony, and it took something like six years to resolve, which is why he only made two Bond films. Otherwise, he would have made five or six like everyone else. He was and a I great think he Bond. Was, he, he was a oh. fabulous Bond, and also a fabulous actor as well, Timothy Dalton. Yeah. He, he brought in that kind of uh, harshness that we'd missed because of Roger Moore kind of playing it for laughs, yes. and then he brought this back. I remember, I remember seeing Living Daylights and thinking, "God, he's really quite nasty, Bond, actually, isn't it?" Yeah, you know, it was bit, good. yeah. yeah. It, License to Kill as well. He was pretty yeah. a human Bond. He was really good. So I think actually he set the standard for someone like Daniel Craig. And Daniel Absolutely. Craig, and I think he, he wanted to be that type of Bond because Brosnan went back to the kind of um, Roger Moore days, uh, the Roger Moore style. Yeah, and and actually wasn't as good at it, if I'm honest. No, no. Was, no. Up until Daniel Craig, I just said Timothy Dalton was my favourite Bond. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. Yeah. I'd agree. My favourite Bond as well. But then Daniel uh, Craig is now. I yeah, mean, Daniel. Daniel I can't imagine anybody other than Daniel Craig making Casino Royale the, the innovative oh, and riveting watch that it is. Do you know, I remember the beginning of that film, one of the things that was so good about that, and I, that was probably a summer blockbuster, wasn't it? The yeah. fight scene at the beginning of that is smashing oh, some guy's head against the yeah. sink, and the sink smacks and yeah. cracks. And it's one of the most brutal things I've ever seen. I thought, ooh, Bond's yeah. changed. Here we go. Yeah. This is Do you think it benefited from Bourne's frenetic and, and, and aggressive yeah, yeah. fight sequences? Yeah, I think it absolutely did. absolutely did, yeah. And in fact, right. if you look at that opening sequence, it's kind of done on video cam. It's done like a handheld a lot. It's a very, very, very similar type of style. I think um, I think Bourne was good for the Bond films, actually. And, and, Quantum yeah. Solace definitely oh, inspired by Bourne, because yeah. I can't even watch that film without feeling sick. No. Well, that's because the plot's terrible. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> do you know why, do you know why the plot was terrible? 
you know? Because there was a writer strike in Hollywood. Yes, yeah. And and actually, they Daniel Craig had to write half the script. <laughs> but they basically <laughs> had to they had to make it up as they went along. And you can tell, they didn't have can't you? Yeah, and, and that's why it's so short as well. Yeah, and it's a shame. It's a beautiful film to look at, but and it it's is. got a yeah. good opening and what have you. But it's a bit. Hmm. It's I, not I, only, I only recently liked Spectre after seeing where it ends. I, I didn't <laughs> like Spectre when it comes when it came out. And then Spectre. I, but then I get really killed because they they uh, sorry confused because they killed off Blofeld before he was in. And I don't know how the I don't know how the timeline works with Craig's James Bond now. That's no, all it, in order. How does that work? You, you probably just watched it in the wrong order. What yeah. starting with Doctor No? <laughs> oh wait, you you you. Daniel Craig's Bond isn't isn't connected to no. They reset. Oh, it was a it was the first a reboot, reboot Bond reboot actually. Was it? I yeah. missed that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You you Daniel that Craig's I... Bond is the only is the only Bond timeline that you can watch. Watch that on its own. Although weirdly, um, Pierce Brosnan also had Judy Dench's M, but when yeah. they had um, Daniel Craig come in, it was as if Pierce Brosnan hadn't existed. They they, they completely rebooted her as well, which is. A bit weird, but kind of cool. You know. Well, I wish someone yeah. had told me that because it makes more sense now. And I want to go back and watch. I was thinking, how does this you work? You have to rewatch all of them now just but, for that. Yeah. <laughs> but no, but I wish they'd made. Did, when did they publicize that? Because I missed that. You have to go back uh, to when Ben Affleck was M. <laughs> no, but it makes more when, sense. Uh, I was thinking, how Desmond could you kill Blofeld was before? Oh. <laughs> Maybe they regenerated. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I never joke about my work, Mr. Bond. The name's Dr. Bond. Dr. Dr. Bond. The name's Bond, Dr. Hugh Bond. <laughs> Dr. Who Bond. <laughs> Sounds like a tea bag. I yeah. feel like we've helped you today, Daniel, that you can now revisit the Bond franchise. I know, I'm really pleased. Yeah, I was really confused. Can I just say that don't watch my favourite Bond film until recently, which was The Spy Who Loved Me, which I thought was a brilliant film, until I showed it to my kids. And within two seconds, Roger Moore is slapping someone and sleeping with them. And they're like, Dad, why is he doing that? <laughs> um, don't worry about that, son. Just watch on. Anyway, uh, next bit, he's in a bed of intent and women are throwing themselves at him. They've known him 10 seconds and he's 58 and they're all like 18. And yeah. they're going, Dad, why those girls? Why do they like him? Uh, don't worry, kids. Just... just... <laughs> Move, move on, move on. It's it's awful. The Roger Moore films haven't and, dated well. And then the the, 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 the series of, of sexist jokes about uh, female drivers as well is just yeah. But I mean, some things some yeah. things are okay, aren't they? That's fine. Just pray. There's no line uh, in regards to areas of that nature. That's I think nice. it's fair to say that the Roger Moore Bond films are dated very badly. The Sean Connery ones are actually pretty undated. Because actually, do you know what they should do with the new Bond? They should reset it back in the sixties. That would be very cool. Um, yeah. And do uh, a kind of reboot completely, but set him back when the books were written. That would be the the coolest thing to do to really redo Bond properly. The problem They'd with have the, to do it differently. Yeah, it's and the problem with the older Bond films is they seem to be very badly paced. I get bored in them. Uh, yeah, because because everything's sped up now. That yeah. again, it's it's the effect of um, of the born thing, you know, and but not just One the born thing. Edit. Well, it's it's attention spans as well. Attention spans of audiences has dropped. Like when you and I were watching TV when we grew up, we had an attention span of roughly fourteen minutes, right? Mm. The average attention span now of a Gen X, so someone coming out of uni now, is about eight seconds. 
Why? Because they, they've got other options. If they're not interested in the first eight seconds, they're bored. So they, the TV has sped up significantly to keep people's attention spans. Um, so something has to happen every three, four, five minutes now, and the same with movies, for people to watch it, which is why. I don't know if any of you have tried to watch things like um, some of the Netflix stuff. What's the, um, oh, what's the one that's just had a sequel with the guy who played Thor? Uh, oh, Chris Hemsworth. Extraction. Yeah. Extraction. Yeah. Right. It, it's just nonsensically boring and it's it's silly. And it's but it's because something happens every few seconds. You don't Ooh. get any build up of characters. You don't get any build up of plot. It's just the next thing happens and the next thing happens. And then it's just this is why so much Netflix is so poor now because they have to speed it up so much because they don't care about the characters. You don't care about the plot. You don't care about anything. You're just trying to get your dopamine hits every few minutes. And I think. I think it's, it's bad. And it's also another reason why you don't go to the movies, because a lot of these blockbusters are like this as well. They're just not good. I, I, I went to see, like, when I was a kid, I grew up with Transformers. Loved it. The cartoon, loved it. Transformers, a movie cartoon, brilliant cartoon, um, really brilliant. Went to see the movies, and it was like someone ramming chewing gum in my eyes with a garden <laughs> spade, uh, while simultaneously um, smacking me around the head with a cricket bat so that I couldn't hear what was going It was just boom, 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 boom. The whole time, I couldn't see anything. Even now, if I watch them on TV, I'm like, I have no idea what's going on because it's so noisy. But the, the plot for uh, those films is, is, is very threadbare anyway. You know, it's, it's well, some cube. Care. No. Well, and they don't make... Michael Bay, isn't it? As long as Michael Bay's got some um, slightly underage girl in a very tight dress and, a, and like the leg shot in, he's happy. Other than that, there's no plot whatsoever. I know, um, that was really awful. uncomfortable it's, as well, wasn't no, it? It's very uncomfortable, yeah. That was really bad. I think it was the third film where the character was supposed to be 17 and it was just, don't do that, come on, that that's wrong. Like, in the, I, and that's, you know, it's not great. And if, if that's your yardstick of what's good, you're not going to go to the cinema to see that. What's the point? You'll wait till that bubble come, crap comes out on Netflix and watch it then. No point going to cinema for that. But but the other problem as well is is because it's so expensive because of all of the, what we've what we've discussed. Um, you only go and see films like Indiana Jones. I'm going to buy yeah. it because I'm mm. I've got, I'm collecting them and I'm getting them on 4K. So why am I going to the cinema to see them to have a substandard, overpriced experience when I know I'm going to buy it anyway? It's just pointless. There is a the moment. Do you, do you feel this, Andy? When you, when you go and watch a, a film, like when I hear, you know, there's a part of me that goes, oh, I'm still a kid again. I'm like five years mm -hmm. old and I'm in a movie theatre and this big film is about to happen and it's exciting. Um, and I think that's why you go to the movies. The problem is what then happens after that bit isn't always worth 15 quid 20 quid whatever it is you're paying and that's the sad thing i suppose but i don't want cinema to die but i, I think they have to be more thoughtful about why they why you're going to go there it should be a day event if you're going to create build a cinema in the middle of nowhere don't have 20 screens have 10 screens and have a bowling alley have 10 screens and have something else that people can do like it, you know, bring people in so that they can have a whole day there and I think you'll find that you won't have a problem. But I don't think they're going to do that. They'll keep raising the prices um, so that uh, so they're maximising. And, and Hollywood's only concerned about the t They get their ticket return, wh whoever, you know, there's always enough people to go. It's, it's about money now. It's not about value for money. It's not about the experience for the end user. It's about Hollywood earning money. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, that's why WGA are on strike. That's why the actors are on strike, right? Because the studio execs are taking millions for every film. 
And then what they do is they write it off as an expense and don't pay any tax on it and then move on to the next thing. Nobody gets paid. Next next movie comes up. The whole of Hollywood, the whole of Hollywood is rotten to the core in the way that it works. And uh, um, that's why I think indie movies might be the way forward for a lot of these studios. You know, think about, I don't know if either of you have seen The Gods of Egypt. Yeah. It is, frankly, the worst film I've ever seen. It costs like $200 million to make. <laughs> Even the actors, and they've got some spectacular actors in that, are clearly dialing in everywhere. <laughs> like, they don't know, they don't even know what film they're in. And they're, they're, they're acting it as if they can't be asked being there. It's one of the worst things I've ever seen. There's no script. There's no plot. And, and the main character is a kid who, when um, up against lots of people potentially killing him, makes jokes and goes, <laughs> and you're like, oh, my God, like who wrote this? It's the worst filth I've ever seen. I could have made, I don't know, 400 films of quality for what <laughs> one film was made of. And that is, it's damning, isn't it? And, and, yeah. and that's, it's sad. So, that is depressing. Yeah, it is, it is. But they'll keep making them. Why people go on and see films like Barbie, um, that sort of film, which, which, yeah, it might be having this deep, dark meaning, you know, it might be very cleverly kind of... You will having... never know, Daniel. I never will, because I'm never going to see it. But it, but, but at the end of the day, it, 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 it's... I will it's... let you know. I'll go see it next week. I will let you know how deep the meaning is. I, I don't think you should judge it. I don't Ken. think you should judge it till you see it. I'm not okay, going to see it. I, I refuse to see it. He won't even let me talk about it. It's only because you're here, I, David. I've got no, but to I would. say. I can't wait if, to see if, it. If, um, if I had a, an evening free this week, I'd take my wife to go and see that because I think actually from I thought you were going to invite me, David, because you know that I want to go see it and I'm going to go see it alone. <laughs> if you want to discuss Barbie, you go set up your own podcast and you go yes, over there and discuss... Dedicated Barbie Heimer podcast. Barbie Heimer <laughs> podcast, yeah. Well, I don't know. I wouldn't have a problem with it if if it regenerated cinema. If if it got people back to going yeah, cinema, but it is. It but is it's not. It's sold a billion dollars worldwide, the biggest but, grossing film of all time at the moment. Uh, so um, the, you know that's great. What does that people say about to... audiences, though? Well, we don't know because we haven't seen the film, and we don't know if it's any good or not, do we? I know we don't want it to be good because it's bloody Barbie, but you know. <laughs> but do we do we really need a film that's based around Barbie making valid and and and, and relevant comments about plastic society and materialism? Do we really need that in our lives? Because there are plenty of films that do that already without actually buying into Mattel and giving them a nice fat paycheck. Don't see the film. We <laughs> still feel like that afterwards. But uh, I don't want to. It's pink. Uh, Ah! Are you That's afraid what... of the colour pink? Are you afraid of the colour pink? No, I just don't like it. This is what it comes down to. I'm trying to make some very deep, logical. Let's, let's get our next therapy session on. What? 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 Uh, what is it about the colour pink and uh, and Philip Schofield wearing the colour pink? That you don't so I'm trying to make these really big comments, but really, I just don't like it because it's too pink. That's what it is. I'm not going to go see a pink film. Yeah, like, I mean, that's fair enough. Like in it's fairness, just... he's not seeking to justify it with any logic. Let's let him have it. He's not. No, he's it's, not. He's, it's he's, very he's pink, more, though. It's, he's it's himself very really well, it, to be honest. It's, no, it's, it's like, like going, I'm not going to go and see Star Wars because I don't like space. 
Actually, that's that's fair enough. If you don't like space, you don't like Star Wars. Yeah. I'm not a fan of stars, so <laughs> Star Wars. I don't like I'm wars. Not, gonna, not even going to do Star Trek. I don't like trekking. So there you go. That's that then. <laughs> don't like pink. I'm not going to go to Transformers because yeah. I don't like. Tra oh no, forget that. No, 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 no. <laughs> that is not going to go down well. My biggest problem with Transformers films is they don't make the right noise when they transform. That was really disappointing. Don't you know what noise they should make, Daniel? Yes, they should make that noise. It's like making a remake of V and making a re remake of V and the laser guns not making the right noise. Oh wait, they did that, didn't they? Someone's bitter. Remember <laughs> something you're not bitter about, Daniel? It's it's like making a blockbuster, summer blockbuster like Jaws, and 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 it and it be not being like Jaws at all. Well, I'm not going to go and see Jaws because I, I, I don't like mouths. <laughs> I know. I did watch Jaws Revenge again, though. I don't want to do that again recently. That's a terrible film. Is that the Michael Caine one? Don't blow those bloody <laughs> sharks at me. <laughs> he plays someone called Hoagie. Isn't that a cigar? I it was Isn't it? <laughs> it was just... Nonsensical. I watched. I knew it was nonsensical. I was hoping. You know, when you watch something that doesn't make sense, like Killer Sofa, and you try and watch it again in a hope that it's going to make more sense, and it doesn't. So you watched Killer Sofa twice. No, so I didn't. A film which you're claiming you didn't like. No, I didn't see Killer Sofa. I have watched Jaws: The Revenge three or four times, hoping to make sense of it. Do you know what I'm looking forward to? I'm looking forward to the Meg two. I no! Hate. I know. I haven't seen the Meg yet. I hate it. I haven't it. seen the Meg. I really like yeah, the Meg. I'm not seen. Is it good? I hate Jason yeah. Statham. I do. I do. But I he's... love the Meg. Oh, Jason Statham. It's just. I think he's just... an underrated actor. Actually, I saw him in a really good film. I can't remember what it was. Where he played someone and his daughter was kidnapped. It was a bit like Commando, but cheaper. <laughs> and it was uh, it was all right. He was all right in that. I thought he was he was okay. I think he's underrated. I quite like him in the Crank films, but that's only because he just ends up hurting he's himself. Shouting. Lots. Yeah, he, he does. He does shout. Like he does shout a lot, doesn't he? Yeah, that's that's half his brand. So. Well, he's that for Michael Caine. Jaws <laughs> four. Yeah, Jaws seven or something. Shouting at sharks. <laughs> That's a great. That, that's Oi, a great. Don't that is a bigger bloody shark at me. All right, Jason. All right. You're you supposed to blow the bloody doors we're off. Gonna cut, we're going to cut that bit, mate. Uh, sharks don't have doors. So, uh, I told you not to blow the bloody doors off. It's a shark, mate. Can you shut up and read the script, please? <laughs> I am Jason Stephan, and I'll do what I want. All right, Jason. Jesus, we'll dub him over with an American accent. He's really you? cockney, isn't he? Really? Maybe that's Oi. what I don't like. I don't know. Maybe that's what it is. Jason Statham is in, uh, what, oh, God, Fast and Furious, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 12, and 15. All right. Have they, so. have they, have they stopped numbering those now? Have they given names? Like, was it called no, Future they, Drift? No, no, they call things Future. like Fast and furious <laughs> no. That's not even a word, is it? It is Fast and and furious <laughs> Because it's like number 12 or something. I don't know. I've never watched one of them. They're awful. The only thing I like about the Meg is it's as silly as Jaws. You know, with a bit in the oh, second one. Oh, you've seen it. 
I yeah, didn't I have seen it. There. Yeah, I have you seen it. You don't like it, do you? Because that's but, another one you don't like me talking about. I don't like Statham, but I like big sharks right. that do stupid things. <laughs> like silly like jump out of the water and, and, and like go straight into a helicopter for what? no reason and, at all. And, and eat Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. Anyone remember that? In the middle of a great speech. Deep Blue Sea. Yeah. He does a great yeah, monologue. Yeah, yeah. And they're gone 20 minutes in. Whoa, they yeah. killed Samuel. Oh, my God. That was a business. My favourite moment in Deep Blue Sea is, is where where they where he gets that that poor guy uh, who's the, who's the doctor on on a on a on a stretcher and lobs him at the glass. This shark is just kind of pushing him towards the glass, and you just see him going like some weird sort of well, car like sort of thing. I watched Sharknado with my kids. Because <laughs> I love Sharknado. It's the it's so bad that it's, it's actually yeah. quite funny. I love Sharknado. But the sequels are really like really bad. Like you know, like the first one was actually funny and that it was so crap it was funny. But then when you <laughs> see the second one, they actually still don't know they're crap and funny, so they're still trying to make it serious. And it's it, so awful. What what makes it funny is that's true, but it's the, the filmmakers know what they're making, but the actors think they're doing a good they've job. They've got no idea. Yeah, they've <laughs> got no idea. They think they've got Kubrick as the director, don't they? But the director's in on the joke, but the actors aren't. So the actors are playing dead serious. Well, I think you're using the term actor quite loosely. Daniel does use the term actor loosely, don't you, Daniel? Especially with some of these films we've been watching. But but they they just like cannibals and carpet fitters, for example. They don't (laughs) they don't check out the titles. I mean, the clue is in the title. Daniel, yeah. you didn't like the actor that played the sofa in Killer Sofa. <laughs> no, but sh- see, this is what makes it didn't shot didn't act like a sh- sofa. funny thing. That <laughs> actor's name was Barry Armchair. He was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's gravy. Um, Sharknado, <laughs> the second one. Oh, yeah, no, I mean that's, that's that's a perfect. That is a perfect title. Oh, Sharknado crazy, three. Oh hell no! You know, so the, I would have, so I would have called from these as well. This is what I love. You see, the filmmakers of Sharknado know exactly what they've got, but Tara's stupid yeah. face, who can't act, fa- uh, act for, at all, playing it she, dead serious. She like is, frankly, like it's one of Oppenheimer. the actresses. She's terrible! It's terrible. Yeah, yeah. But doesn't it make it tremendous fun she, to watch? She, she would have been good in Cannibals and Carpet Fitters. She would. She would. But she's made a fortune out of it. Has she? Oh, I love... She, I love she's, She's done more than two films. Yeah, no, she's done six. Sharknado had six, didn't they? Oh, she was in. She was in all the films. Yeah, pretty much. Also, how's that the one in space? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? I I love the main character is called Finn Shepard. Finn Shepard, and she's taking it seriously. Oh, Finn. Finn, who's doing it there? Yeah, you pretended to be Barbie for a moment. That's not Barbie. Put a pink oh, yeah. t-shirt on. For God's I sake, just, man. Put a pink t-shirt oh, on. Wouldn't you have liked to have been around the writing room table when they dreamt up Sharknado? Right, let's get a... Let's get, no. You know, like sharks. Are, oh, but it'd be funny. They're all drunk. You can you imagine it, can't There you? was no writing room, mate. There's no script. <laughs> We're in the no, bar. What, what writing room are you talking about here? <laughs> Sharknado was just some guy going, let's just have a tornado with sharks. In it. This is a bit like my idea, uh, which I think is a brilliant film idea, by the way, on the same sort of theme. Uh, is which is called, no, it's called Vike Nami. Listen to me. 
It's a tsunami filled with Vikings, right? So, <laughs> I love uh, that idea. Let, right, let me give you the plot. So basically what happens is many years ago, there's a battle on an iceberg between a load of Vikings and someone else. Anyway, something happens and the weather system comes in, freezes all the Vikings, and, and they basically get frozen in time. Anyway, on a beach many years later in California, this kid's having his ice cream in a bucket, of, uh, you know, digging with a bucket of spade, and the wave comes in. It's a tsunami. Oh, no, everybody runs away, but it's not a tsunami. It's melted, isn't it? Because of global warming. Oh. Ecological message. That's clever. So, so yeah. tsunami comes in, and it's filled with Vikings. And yeah. Don't ask me how or why. That's not relevant. Um, yeah, they're no, all surfing on their shields. <laughs> And that you know they murder everyone on the beach, and the kid's still left at the end with his ice, his ice cream. The big bad Viking comes out of the sea last, grabs the kid's ice cream, eats it, and buggers off back into the sea. Anyway, these scientists know the only way they can beat the Viking army is through another um, uh, weather-related uh, uh, tribe of people called the Hurricanes. So, uh, <laughs> At a similar time to the freezing of the uh, Vikings, a load of Celts went missing in a hurricane. Um, anyway, the weather system, it, they've worked out where this is. So they decide to unleash the Hurricanes against the Viking army, and then they end up with both of them. So what do they do next? I don't know. I mean, this can go on for many sequels. It I'm could, thinking it's it? a winner. Yeah. I, 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 so, I genuinely think that's a good idea. Viking army. Viking army. army. That. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you could, because you could, you could like propel whole like beefy Vikings through windows, you know, just like with a sword, like Thor with his hammer. Well, I'm not sure if the Hurricanes have those powers. I, I didn't think that much. They wouldn't have to. They wouldn't have to because the wind would propel them. David, I would take Daniel off your writing team and freefall with it. I think you've got it. You don't need Daniel. Oh, yeah. what is he saying? What is he saying? I think you're right. I think you're right. I think uh, I'm right. I, think, I know yeah. I'm right. <laughs> Talking about things compelling people, we do have to talk about William Friedkin, who sadly has uh, has passed away. We do. We when? do indeed. Did, did today? Did it happen today? I got. Yeah, it must have. Because yeah, uh, I, I, got, I got a message from his. Is, the good yeah. news is he'll be back in the body of a 13 year old girl, spinning his head around very shortly. So. Everyone's a winner. Is that, you remember that line we discussed earlier, Mr. Key? That line? But the line... Well, yeah, I mean, you line. mentioned Philip Schofield. Morting something. <laughs> and, and no one gave me credit for that little slight segue when I was talking about compelling people and I moved into William Friedkin. That was... I like uh, that. I like... Yeah, I liked your word of compelling. I like that. Is that because he was compelled into the afterlife? No, because uh, the power of Christ Ooh, compels cool. you is a line out of the exorcism. Yeah, but see. he also wrote. Wasn't he also involved in Exorcist Three? So and anything he did that was good. He's got no, it didn't. That freaking wasn't for Exorcist Three, was he? Because he hates I don't it. Think, I think if, if 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 they ever included his name, I think because I read an interview today and he hates. He hates it. Yeah. Sequel. Uh, no, it so it had Blatty's name, didn't it? It had Blatty's name. On the title, I think, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can understand him not liking the second one because the heretic, heretic is nobody, just. Like, yeah, nobody acknowledges the second one. I watched it once and think, "What is this? This is awful." But I like number three. I like the I different direction it goes in. It's it, and it's 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 so creepy. So yeah, it I, doesn't need the exorcism in the third one, did it? I mean, no, the studio... and it didn't need to be called Exorcist Three. No, it's got nothing to do with the Exorcist. <laughs> I'm very it's excited. Like... It's Go like uh, Friday the 13th season of The Witch, isn't it? Yeah. 
literally got nothing to do. And house, oh, you remember the house oh, films? House oh, alternatively, Halloween films. season of the witch. You mixed, you mixed oh, your franchise. Oh, was it Halloween? Well, that's how bad Correct. it was. Yeah. No one knows what franchise it was part of. No, that's that's, not, that's Tony's favourite Halloween oh, film. It, it is, it is, it is. But it's a standalone film, it's great, but it's got bugger all to do with the actual blooming franchise, no. doesn't it? Except the more recent films have brought back the masks from his season of The Witch, so that makes season of The Witch canon. Well done. Yeah. No, but you, you know you know the story of, of, of what happened there, because John Carpenter made the first two, didn't want to make any more like that, started off thinking that he was going to do like a season of The Witch, and then there was going to carry on like that. But it, it was such a flop, the studio said, "No, let's let's bring Michael Myers back." Carpenter was out. Michael Myers was back. There you go. Uh, the, the, the things there are two things in *Season of the Witch* to make it brilliant. Uh, Tom Atkins' f- flipping terrible acting is like offensive. So He's so wooden. Yeah. And uh, yeah. but the, by direct contrast, the awesome, the amazing Dan O'Hare. <laughs> All right, yeah, we're losing Daniel to. <laughs> Cochrane. He's going into a little Irish spasm there. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say his name. Da- uh, Daniel is oh, no <laughs> It's really yeah. difficult to say. Da- you get Dan is fine. Dan O'Hare. <laughs> <laughs> it's really difficult to say. Dan O'Hare. <laughs> I was a bad actor. The guy, whenever anyone asked his name, you can never get past the surname. Oh, poor guy. Never learned any other words. But he was so good as Cochrane, wasn't he? Was he? Yeah. <laughs> he was. He was. He was good. He was. But everybody else was terrible in it. And that kid yeah. who gets his face melted and, and stuff. Bad actor. Doesn't matter. That <laughs> kid's face got melted. Serves him right. That's all you want from a film, isn't it? <laughs> Serves him right. Kids, yeah, that's, that's what you want to see. Bit harsh, bit of a face melting for a kid. No one see, wants to see that. See, this is this is why I was watching. I've introduced Elizabeth to the Final Destination films. And... Oh, they're good. I like them. <sighs> Only one of them is bad. No, I loved all of them because because you just laugh at the horrible ways that people die in them. It's just brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah, got chopped yeah. into bits. <laughs> And, and, and you're not right, are you, Daniel? You're not right. <laughs> no, I'm not, though. <laughs> that little kid who just survives the horror of the dental practice and they get squashed by a window pane. <laughs> Why did you find that funny? Because the kid's an idiot. Daniel, it would, that's be, a bio, it would be that weird a watching a, a film with you, Daniel, because I think you would laugh <laughs> all the way through it. But, well, but like also, you, that was, that well, was like you in Titanic. Yeah, like Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, they're all dying. <laughs> they're all freezing. There's <laughs> a baby frozen. <laughs> that went that dark. Was line. That was a line, Daniel. You've, you've gone. <laughs> Not only gone <laughs> over the line, oh, he's, yeah. he's drawn a new line with his lips. He's made his own line. <laughs> In fact, I mean. Daniel doesn't care about lines because of you, David. That's a I'm food. sorry. This is Daniel's generation. That's a food, yeah, from food product line that Iceland never went down, the whole frozen baby line. Oh, <laughs> just made it worse. words together, Daniel. Breaded frozen babies didn't take off. This will be known as the banned <laughs> podcast. 
I would like to formally and legally disassociate myself with all comments previous to this point. But the okay. bit, it's, it's really sad in Titanic, though, because there's a woman, and you, you really it's hope that she saved the baby because she could have got into the raft thing. But obviously the posh people got in there because, you know, posh people. And you just see her bobbing in the air, and she's still in the air, in the sea. And she's still... <laughs> 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 well, it was warm. It was warmer to bob in the air, bless her, than the sea. That was quite hot. So she did the right thing. She was the only one levitating, and she survived. She didn't. She's need a the boat. only survivor <laughs> of the whole Titanic. In the Sky no Titanic. What was? I'd have heard about her if she existed, Daniel. Yeah, yeah. But, I'm pretty but, sure she's not real. We talked about. <laughs> We talked about Propeller Man, and, and I like the vicar who's having, holding a mini church meeting while the, while the ship's doing that, and he's holding on, still giving the last rites. And you think, let it go, man, let it go. Did you, did you find Daniel? Out they, is they're your people, Daniel? No, oh, he's, no. He, no, it's fine. He's Anglican. I don't. <laughs> I, don't I don't know what that means. I'm not religious. Um, I'm not sure, but I think what's going on is some religious hatred here. Is anyone else religious wise you want you want to have a go at Daniel while you're having a go at the Anglicans? Anyone else? No, it's just Propeller Man that we we, we adore. I want to be sure with Propeller okay. Man. You know Propeller Man. You, you've heard about Propeller Man, Mr. Kier, haven't you? I haven't heard of Propeller right. Man, oh, no, but I'm, I imagine he's a man that is somehow propeller related. I'm showing the merch. Okay, so so Propeller Man is you have to watch Titanic, um, and just oh. as the ship goes up, um, you'd have to watch the whole thing. Just wait for the ship to go up. <laughs> oh, he's um, the one that falls into the propeller, is it? Yeah, it just pings off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't call him Propeller Man. No, he's man uh, died. There's merch. Ram. I'll send it. I'll send it to you on WhatsApp. Are you sending him? Are you sending him the action figure? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this but, character just attached to a propeller going. You yes. can pin him back on a bit of elastic. Yeah. There's no yeah. surprise, David. He's already got it. Yeah, he has got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But... Surprise. <laughs> it's okay oh, though. The vicar was Anglican, so. <laughs> so, but the beauty, saying. but the beautiful thing is that he does make a ping noise when he goes off the propeller. Ping. How's that? I bet he didn't think it was beautiful as he was pinging off into the freezing cold ocean. But he wouldn't ping, would he? 400 feet onto a moving propeller. If you hit a moving propeller, there wouldn't be any, you'd be sliced in half when you wouldn't ping. It was inaccurate. It was was inaccurate. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. We're we're, we're having a go at that for inaccuracy, are we? Okay. That's fine. I've just sent it to you. Have a look at the merch. No, I want to buy that. If I look at that, I'll be party to it, and I'm not getting <laughs> I'm not pretend. getting enrolled for religious hatred right. or propeller right. deaths. Uh, it's it's as bad as the deaths in uh, in uh, in uh, in um, Friday the Thirteenth X with the uh, with the <laughs> with the woman who gets sucked out of the air. air uh, you know, she gets bits of her get sucked out through the tiny hole in the airlock. Can that? I just point out? You told me I had to watch Carpet Fitters and Cannibals today, and I watched it. Uh, on the basis that we were going to discuss it, we're 14 hours into this podcast and haven't mentioned it once. I've, tr- I've tried to drop it in twice. You've wasted my afternoon. I could have watched something, something David, else. More David fun. wants to get in and get out. He doesn't want to do I, a 15-hour podcast. Daniel, no, I to wanted it. to come in, talk about my experience watching the film, and then get my joys, out. my lows, my highs, my lows, my lows, and get That's out. And what have you done? You've not mentioned it once. You've not even taken the hint when I've tried to drop it in. Don't get me to watch films. You're not going to talk about <laughs> Daniel. Be somewhere, Daniel. Let's take the hint here. 
Okay, so uh, are you both done now? Uh, can I, can I... Uh, yeah, I've got a gin tonic downstairs, so uh, we're going to have to move on. <laughs> okay, so at the end of the show, in the last 20 minutes, which we are now at, we talk about the film that it's we watched. the last 20 minutes? I've got 20 more minutes. We've we do. already we... done an hour and 10. Yeah, it's just oh, 70 minutes. So I, I was... giggling then, hasn't there? Uh, okay, we'll do... 10. We'll do we'll do ten minutes on on carpet cannibals and then you can like do some shameless promoting, Kia. I haven't got any promoting to do. I'm not. Um, promoting you got a, have you got a book? Most people have books. <laughs> <laughs> not, you not have got promoting. We've got past tense to talk about. Well, all right. Okay, so right, do you want to do your shameless promoting now, or should we talk about carpet baggers? Let's or talk about the, the cannibals and carpet fitters because it's an important milestone in cinema. It was hideous. You told me it, it was wasn't. good. You told me it was, it was good. About hideous. It was awful. It's everything. It was I, ha- I hated I everything it a, about it. I thought it, it was a great film. The film doesn't like you either, Daniel. <laughs> I love it. I, actually, no, I'm sorry, Daniel. I like the soundtrack. Wrong. The soundtrack was quite good. Actually, actually, one of the things that I criticised most about it, there wasn't enough soundtrack. There are bits where they, they needed some, it, some they did, uh, music. But, but it was quite orchestral. I, I liked it. I thought it was yeah. a simple kind of um, Edgar Wright type um, yeah. uh, comedy, and it didn't take itself very seriously. I think there were problems with the script. I think if I think about <laughs> it, think? well, only the, like, the two, let the man the talk. Two, the two characters, here. the two characters, Dean and uh, is it Dean and Co- is it Colin? I know the Co- names. I can't remember. The two drive the man. I think they're funny and they're good characters, but. But they only introduce them 20 minutes in. And you're like, well, are they the main characters or are they not? They clearly were. So they should have been there from the beginning. Um, and instead, they started with characters that you didn't really care about that died. And then they had other characters you didn't really care yeah. about who died. And, and and actually, I thought that was bad. Some of the acting was a bit dodgy. But I actually genuinely, I thought there were some good performances in there. And I thought that some of it was quite good. I don't know what you're showing me now. That is, Christopher, men, that is Christopher Whitlow. Who What's that what, supposed to mean what, to me? What in the, is a is a Justin Whitlow? <laughs> <laughs> Christopher Whitlow was in was in. He Cannibal was good. If he's the guy I'm thinking of, he was. He all was right. not good. He was when compared you... to some of the others. He was. I I enjoyed it. Look, I think um I think we should anybody that's managed to put together a film that uh, looked that good had good special looks, effects. Which part? Uh, excuse me. Which special effects did you think were good? When, well, when his nose was cut off, I thought was brilliant. I thought uh, running around with his nose cut off for the next five minutes was a great special effect. And, and did you enjoy the uh, the obvious realism of the woman who got her head chopped in half, which looked basically like a papa No, head? that was awful. But you expect that from these films. Half of the point of these films is that they are done on a budget, and you have to find the joy in that, right? It was a I, joyous. I, I tried film. to find the joy, but I couldn't find any joy in it apart from when it finished. <laughs> I think you just want too much from uh, yeah, from these. Yeah, you want, we've we yeah, talked we, about this every week, actually. Yeah, you know, I've tried uh, to introduce you to some of the worst that cinema offers. Sometimes they're so bad they're actually amazing. You know, yeah. uh, House Shark. You know, you, you you found some love in that. Uh, but I just think you, you you're looking you're looking for Christopher Nolan and Stanley Kubrick no. in these films and your Dolby Atmos sound and your, and your Dolby Vision and your 4K, you're not going to get any of these things. Well, I yeah, enjoyed well, it. I thought it was a cracking film. I, well, I, I thought it was, it was terrible. And, but then I realised <laughs> it. So, carpet fitters may not cry, but I did. Well, you know, I watched it with my teenage kids, right? And they loved that bit at the end where I said, carpet fitters don't cry. Was, my kids I cried. cracked up at that. 
they thought I it was cried. very funny. So I, I and just... they laughed all the. I, I, they're a good judge actually because they see things as they are. And they'll watch something crap and point it out. They they love watching things and pointing the plot holes and stuff out and who their characters are crap and what have you. And they sat and watched that whole film and loved it and said it was completely bonkers and very silly and um, you know badly acted in parts by various different people. But actually, you know, very you, you do, silly, you get, funny film. You get, you get that from independent films. You can't help yeah. it. You know, you, never, you, you have to have... expect it actors all the way through it if you, if you can get two or three you, you're doing really well yeah. um, I, look forward, I look forward to seeing your kids in the uh, in the audience of past tense then in september mr keogh they've seen past tense already when i did it in chesham it's um, good. and it's not quite appropriate for them but they, they <laughs> but because they've heard me rehearsing they know all the bad words and silly things that i say so they're fine they and, loved it and, and special a special shout out to uh, jade who, who I thought was exceptionally bad in the film uh, as... Uh. Oh, the receptionist. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. She, are you, are you, are you actually the pinpointing these actors? That... What's sad about uh, that, though, is is that she's listening to this um, and she's having a bad night and she's seen this If podcast, she's Belgium, she will be. I'm going to cheer myself up. I'm going to cheer what? myself up from Belgium and I'm going to listen <laughs> to something back from back home. It's, it's incredible to me that, that she'd be listening as we're recording it when it's not actually gone out live yet. That must be an exceptional feat of, I don't know. Because, Daniel, she sat there waiting for it. And, and she's literally got her headphones on, press play, and nothing's happening. And she's waiting for the podcast to turn up. And she's waiting for the moment where, hopefully, this film Daniel is going to be discussed. And she's finally going to get that big break that she deserves. I, I do. I, this film did do me a good uh, favour, though. And it did make me realise why. Why, why I'm enjoying these films uh, less than you guys are, and it's Peter Jackson's fault. All right, here we go. Yeah, it is totally, totally because bad taste has ruined this these sort of films because bad taste was one of the first indie films of a low budget I ever saw, and I loved it, and I still love it. Um, and it, and it, the trouble is, it's so good in a bad way, but in a good way. It's so brilliant. It's given an impossible bar. To bad horror films, and nothing. Bad get taste it. was in bloody nineteen twenty three. Move, move to the modern days. It's much harder to make a film in a lot of ways these days. Much more expensive, certainly. But actually, you know, I think it looks really nice. I think they've done a lot of really good things on it. Um, and I, you know, I think though that yes, some of the acting could have been better. Yes, some of the writing could have been better, and blah 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 blah. But you know what? They did great with what they had. I reckon. I yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely not on the same page with you on this one, Daniel. No, well, that's that's fine, you know. I and, I, and I'm not going to be dissuaded from my opinion, but I respect your opinions, even though you're wrong. It's it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I honestly, I I felt it's I did try. We took a vote, and it's two to one. You're out. I tried to yeah. like it, but I've the podcast now. I tried to like it, but I fell you've asleep. You've let yourself down. You've let your family down. You've let everyone I, watch it again. I can't, I can't do this with you anymore. I think no, I'm done. Watch it like it. <laughs> I think yeah, the other sorry, problem is sorry, Daniel. Well, is... I gotta go. Uh, yeah, I've got other do. friends who got, um, got they, to do. they like this stuff more. Do. Than... <laughs> do, do you? <laughs> do, do you... <laughs> well, fine. Don't need him. Won't be won't be plugging his show anymore then. Um, I like. I, I tried to like. Do you? Do you? Do you not think though that, that, that there are great cannibal films out there? And and why? Why did I not like it? I love cannibal films. I love. There isn't a single good cannibal film out there. What, there what film are you talking about? Wrong turn. John Jackson is in the only cannibal film that I can watch. 
John Saxon, wasn't Which, he the the the, um, the the master in Doctor Who? The one, That's no, from Harold uh, from, Saxon. Yeah, I don't know who you're talking about. From from an Iron Elm Street, the dad. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. But even that, even that was a, a really bad Italian film that was using. Uh, a, Hollywood American actors to you know. What about the Hill of Hills of Eyes? Was stated. Yeah, yeah. That was a great film when it came out. Was it the remake's not bad? It's the Italian ones that are bad, bad, bad. I quite like the the the, the you know the, the films that don't include animal torture. Yeah, I don't like those either. I mean, no. I I just started watching The Walking Dead and I get upset when the horse gets eaten. I'm telling you, watch Sea Soup. S-I-S-U, Sisu. I can't wait to see that. It's so good. We watched it yesterday. It's a Finnish film. It's ridiculous. And it it (laughs) does veer off into the most ridiculous things. But it's brilliant. It's it's one of the biggest laughs I've had watching a film for ages. That's what I wanted. Trailer. So good. That's what I wanted a bad horror film. I want I want killer clowns from outer space where they get tied up in in cotton uh, in cotton cotton candy. I say that. I, I do like bad horror films. I've just had a bad run lately. I don't think it was bad. I don't think it was a bad horror film, though. I think it was more of a it's comedy horror. You have to appreciate the. Comedy it, it was. It was horror. funny. It, it was funny, yeah. like when he's weeing and there's two like <laughs> the two fingers kind of pop up in the in the toilet, and and he comes back downstairs as the guy's eating a, eating a human the, pie. And this the is dialogue how you, between those two, the dialogue that was really, good, that was good. Yeah, yeah. Their, their dialogue is excellent. <laughs> do you le- do you believe through. me about the fingers now? As he's like, <laughs> <laughs> I bet that you was... still looked at the film. Even though like, came it. I liked their dialogue and and the and the yeah. younger kid he was he was actually very good the younger kid who then got killed. oh no I thought he was horribly overacting I thought <laughs> that was I, I I didn't like him at all I it, I mean that was like it was like Mr Bean suddenly suddenly <laughs> appears in a horror film you're like why is he there um, but also I don't think it knew what it was I think it's not the tone so so yeah. at the beginning it was quite serious. You know, with the camper and their girlfriend, and and also with yeah. the uh, the next two that turned. Oh, they were annoying, weren't they? That, but that but new... it's serious. It's kind of yeah. serious. And then all of a sudden, these other two absolute idiots turn up, and it's a suddenly it's a funny film. And I think actually that was the film I wanted to watch, not the rest yeah. of it. I mean. Yeah, the, the couple at the beginning. I'm glad they died really quickly because they were really bad and really embarrassing and really awful. I think he was quite famous, that guy. Alex Zane, yeah. Yeah, yeah Alex Zane. The comic that, that was in the intro. I think so. I yeah, think he is, terrible. yeah, Alex Zane. Terrible. The acting yeah. was off. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And, there was. and there was no chemistry between them either. And about as much... Yeah. But the, emo- the emotional range she showed was when she got her head kind of chopped in half. Which was she acted scared. It wasn't her head, was it? You know, you know when it's a really bad film when you say that's not even a head. That's not even like a proper. You know, I don't want someone's head actually cut off, but it's kind of realistic. Really I'm sure it bounced when it did kind of like it was like a. I'm sure it was a balloon head or something. Get the didn't get the realistic bounce that you're used to seeing. No, they didn't do a carpenter. Well, how much? What noise? Let's kind of like puncture into a melon to get the right noise. It's, it's not the same really as your guillotine when you're when you're cutting heads off, is it? It's not the same bounce. That was dark. Well, I watched it with my teenagers. All three of us had a great afternoon watching it. I think <laughs> that's, that's all I need to say. We had a laugh and we loved it. We we have to decide what we're watching next week, but I, uh, it's Tony's choice now, and and 
and I can never do it on the spot. So, so, so yes, Mr. Keogh, uh, your reward for dealing with this ridiculous... Is being able to go home. Thank <laughs> <laughs> God for that. So I, I, I am actually <laughs> delighted to be... Um, I was still talking. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to promote God. your work, you donut. You made it into a trilogy. I, I am I'm genuinely pleased that, that Past Tense is coming back to theatres. It is an incredible piece of work. It's very funny. Well, we sold out Gosport already on the 1st of September when you're coming, I think, to, to see us. So, um, yes, that is a uh, sellout. So that'll be uh, good fun. Um, but, we're, yeah, we're off to Bristol, Nanala White, Guernsey, all sorts of places. Um, and we're doing the Brockley Jack in London and a couple of other places. But, yeah, it's a, it's a real... Um, it's gone down a storm, actually. It went down really well in Cheshire when we did it. We got a good review from the local radio station and we're uh, really looking forward to putting it on. It's a bit darker than it was when we did it, it the first time. Yeah, yeah. It's um, funnier and darker. <laughs> um, well, a lot's happened over COVID since we did the play, you know, and a lot of uh, there's a lot of darkness in the world at the moment, so there's lots to draw on, I think it's fair to say. And fair we draw on all of it. Excellent. Um, same and cast. it's pretty brutal. Yeah, same cast, because the, the three of us, we couldn't think of anyone else to honestly to replace the characters and Virgil as you know the yeah. campsite owner is the best character in it by some distance um everybody loves Virgil but um, you can't replace Virgil Mark uh, Keegan is is the funniest guy ever he's just Brilliant. he is Virgil he's he just is. Virgil he is so yeah and, and so yeah really we're looking nice forward guy. to bringing it to people yeah. yeah he is a really nice guy he's a lovely guy yeah but if you if you want to look for dates look for past tense on Facebook and you'll find us t-e-n-t-s past tense mm. Yeah, very, that, t- that title was well, set at a campsite. That title took a whole day of planning. So, Did yeah, <laughs> in a pub. It's very, very clever. I'm very much looking forward to it. And 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 for me, it's 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 what theatre should be: innovative, different, funny, entertaining. Doesn't go where you think it's going to go. I really enjoy it. It's got a lot of twists. It's changed a bit from when you saw it before as well. We've updated it a lot, and there's some um, new twists, so it'll be something new for you. But, yeah, it's a mixture of dark humour um, and, uh, you know, kind of horror in a, in a way. Um, these people have been stuck in this campsite, or is it, and uh, all sorts of other things going on. But it and really is just a bit... And lots of dog poo jokes. Uh, there are... It's not dog poo, it's sheep poo. Oh, sorry, right. sorry. Uh, it is in fact a large sheep turd on stage at the beginning. Um, so yes, yes, we we like to do highbrow comedy. I think it's what the people want, David. That is the um, is the caterpillar sleeping bag making an appearance? It's it's going to be there. Don't worry, the caterpillar <laughs> sleeping bag is there. Um, and the uh, the sheep poo has a more prominent effect on the play than it had previously. Uh, oh, good. So uh, you will see more of uh, of that being involved as well. I thought it was the unsung hero of the piece, actually. Well, it's the best actor on stage, according to one reviewer, which um, we were a bit upset about. Who said that? Um, but no, they didn't. They didn't. They just made that up <laughs> to great create a controversy. Yeah. No, no, it's uh, it's got good reviews. Let's five star reviews. Come and see it. It's funny. So uh, yeah, and it will. Uh, uh, in this day and age, you will need something to laugh at. So come and see past tense, wherever you are. Whether you're in Bristol, London, uh, Barnes, Isle of Wight, Guernsey, or Gosport, or uh, Penshurst, I believe is the other place. Penshurst? Where's that? Yeah. Penshurst in Kent. It's a lovely oh. little village with a great theatre. We're just doing one night there, but it's going to be a brilliant night. Looking forward to that. Fantastic. And have you got anything else you can discuss with us? I've just finished a screenplay, a biopic, Ooh. actually, about a... Um, a 1970s female speedboat champion who became a speedboat champion in a man's world of speedboating when she was in her 50s. 
um, after her husband left her. So um, I've just finished writing that and that's just been sent to the producers and they love it. So fingers crossed that's going to get made because it's a very dramatic, um, true story as well. And I had to interview all the people that knew her back in the 70s uh, that were still alive. So that took a lot of digging around and researching. So very different type of writing to what I normally do. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, looking forward to that. Not, not much opportunity to put sheep poo into those sort of stories. You'd be surprised where I can fit. <laughs> I know I wouldn't. I, know. I can always squeeze poo into a bit of writing. <laughs> I'm so glad you put a bit of writing on the end of that it's, sentence. It's, 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 what the, it's what the audience want, Daniel. You've got to give uh, them what they want, mate. Fantastic. Well, and, and I want to say on record as well, I, I thoroughly enjoyed your um, your essential role uh in in um in um oscar wilde uh, in uh oh Oscar's. yeah yeah oh yeah yes that might be coming back in a couple of years we'll find out i guess if that comes back but uh, yeah, it's been a busy few years i actually was on stage since then in um, journey's end as well where i had two different roles um for about uh, six weeks seven weeks something like that um and that was really good fun as well i got I got to deal with a generic northern accent as well that was lovely that way where, where are you from i don't really think it matters don't matter. It's north of Watford. We're doing a play down south. No one cares. Shut it. Have you got a whip it? Obviously, <laughs> obviously, we couldn't do the play north of Watford because people no. might be suspicious as to where I came from. But then my excuse is, well, it's pre-war. The guys moved around a lot. You know, scary times. So it uh, doesn't really matter. I thought what was incredible was you were barely off stage uh, for, for that must be no, quite exciting, no. ex, ex, knackering, as exhausting, well. knackering, yeah. and yeah, yeah, about, about, I had about seventy percent of the dialogue, which was uh, which was fun, and of course I had to do it in a Canadian accent as well, which was a little bit more complicated, so that was challenging. But yeah, and uh, we had Danny and uh, <laughs> Jenny and Don, Jenny and Don, <laughs> Danny and Jenny and Don, Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah, I told. Right, right, the funny thing is that we came up with these characters because <laughs> Daniel accidentally said Danny and John the wrong way around and went Janny and Don. So I actually, in a screenplay I wrote called Merry Bloody Christmas about this island off of South America, basically what happens is these uh, these crabs eat some toxic waste and they start biting people and then they start turning into like zombie crab things and it's at Christmas and this snow covered island. And they've all got to try and get off the island while these things are starting to, you know, spread across the island. Um, and we've got two characters in there called uh, Janny and Don. And they're just this old couple. They're like Seinfeld's parents. And they're just arguing with each other the whole time. Like at one point, she's been in the bathroom too long, right? And, and it's because she's turning into a crab, but he doesn't know. And one of the kids needs the bathroom. And they're like, uh, we need to get in. We need to get in. And he's like, Janny, what are you doing in there? And she's like, I'm making these noises turning. And he turns to the mother and goes, you know, once she shat so hard, she burst an eye blood vessel in her eye. It's like, you know, but all that came from you, Daniel, accidentally saying, Janny and Don. It was brilliant. We were in Costas. We were in Costas. Um, it was oh, um, Wimbledon, we wasn't crying. it? And we're in costume. <laughs> we're just standing there waiting for our coffee going, Jenny, I hate you. I don't know where I married you. <laughs> and, uh, and serving us. <laughs> I don't know why we I don't know what happened to us. I think we just had one of those fights. Anyway, they've made it into a movie, so uh, that'll be coming out soon. You'll get no credit for that. <laughs> that sounds like a movie Daniel will hate. 
No, I love Yeah, he won't no, he won't like it. He won't like uh, Merry Bloody Christmas. Like the, no. he won't like the direction, he won't like the music, yeah. he won't like oh. He won't like the crab zombies. Even though they're original, no one's he done like that. His own he, won't, at the end. he won't like the fact it was made in a set in nineteen eighty-two just to make it a little bit retro. Won't like any of that, will you? Will you, Daniel? No. No. He won't like the fact it's at the cinema and he can't afford the cinema. <laughs> he won't like the fact he hasn't even bothered to see it, like Barbie, but still wants to criticize it. It's too pink. <laughs> so crab zombies, do they still walk sideways really slowly? They go like crabs, yeah. You're gonna so have the to. Team. People encrust over time and then they skitter like that. Scary. You don't want that coming towards you. No, no. So so it's more about the volume of them because one or two of those wouldn't be scary at all, would it? It, it would be if they're seven foot crabs skittering towards you. Seven foot. Fair, yeah. You're not going to go, oh, there's only two of you. Come on then. <laughs> I'm can you go, bit, I've got, can you go a bit faster than that? I'm, I'm, I'm shoveling the snow. Come on, I've got a spade. Come on then. It doesn't work like that. But David, David, the open with a male running, throwing his clothes, taking them all off. <laughs> and them back. If it doesn't, then Daniel won't watch it and then say oh, that he hates it. No, but it does open on a small tugboat in the Azov Sea. So I think it's fair to say that, um, you know, there's a sea for you, Daniel. You like sharks. There's no sharks in it, but you like sharks. So there's a possibility of a shark. So for the first few moments, he might actually enjoy it. Until there isn't a shark, there's a missed opportunity. There's no shark. We're going to have to review it, Daniel. Then it will be shark-encrusted people rather than crab-encrusted people. It sounds like a Doctor Who um, series from the 60s or 70s, doesn't it? Shark-encrusted people. But actually better with some special effects. Yeah. Well, it reminds me, I booked my tickets to go and see Colin Baker to get my Trial of a Time Lord um, Blu-ray signed. It's a bit difficult. It's a bit awkward, to be fair, meeting Colin Baker because he doesn't fit into the outfit anymore. He's, he's got more like a... Colin Baker looks like a potato now. He's got to be in his 70s. Of course he's not going to fit in his no, but... 30s, 40s outfit. He looks like, like a potato. My dad, my dad is like 20 stone heavier than he was in his 30s. So what do you expect from him? I know. Let's have fun. a go. You're done with Philip Schofield. Let's take down <laughs> Colin, Colin No, I love, issues. I, I love Colin Baker. You don't and, like and... his weight. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope Colin's listening to this. And, and then Colin, I hope you are. Oh, no, He's gone. gone. Daniel's gone now. Daniel's He's gone had now. enough. Oh, he's, he's done. <laughs> he's not music. Daniel, I think it's important. Now. As you're going to be sued anyway, I think it'd be really good. Daniel's the most get... important person in this in this chat, so he's definitely not going to mute himself. Get out of your system now. I don't know how to mute myself. I haven't worked that button out yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, Colin Baker was difficult because he, he didn't get a proper regeneration, and Big Finish gave him a tremendous regeneration story, and, and I was he really did he, ch- he, ch- he chose not to. He he could he could have given the fans at least a regeneration. Actually, a that's not, uh, that's not strictly true. Apparently, he was um, in a relationship with the ex-wife of the head of the BBC at the time, and the head of the BBC just went, he's gone, and that was it, and that's why he didn't get his regeneration. I don't think he really had the choice. He did get fired. He did get fired, didn't he? Yeah, and, and, to, and to be fair, he did fight Nicola Bryant's corner, so she got paid for the the work she didn't get as well. Well, there you go. But, he's yeah, a good, so. good, good old sexy. He is, he is, he is, he is. And so I'm very he's the best. Of... He, Actually, he's the best audio doctor. Um, by far. He is, he is really good, actually. 
really good. Um, so him and Sylvester McCoy and Terry Malloy will be at the science fiction fair. I've worked with Terry Malloy. He's a He's very a nice, nice man. man. Very nice man. Yeah. I did a uh, Christmas carol recording with Terry Malloy. Did you? Fun. Yes, and um, Sophie Aldred, actually. She she did some on that. I've interviewed well. her. She's lovely. She is lovely. She's very down to earth. She is very, very They're down both to earth. They're both really, really lovely people. Really lovely. I people. interviewed her with Trevor and Simon. <laughs> was, this, was this a CBB's event that you was attending? No, they did. They did. Uh, <laughs> they did. Uh... <laughs> I hope Mister Tumble wasn't there. <laughs> oh, I can see, I can see you getting tickets to all the CBB's events. I, I, I just imagined house. Daniel turning up and going, "Oh, he's Eagle Piggle, come in, you know." Damn this man! Tumbly booze, I hate you. <laughs> Macapaca's <laughs> freaky. Macapaca totally freaks me out. You shouldn't ever touch Macapaca. That's what they told you, and that's why you've been banned from their studios. <laughs> Don't touch Macapaca. It's on all the walls. On that note. Everyone knows not to touch Macapaca. <laughs> Except the Pinky Pong. The only thing that's allowed to touch Macapaca is the Pinky Pong. <laughs> Sounds wrong, doesn't it? <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> I'm so glad my kids are older. Oh, did, did you go? Did you go? Did you go with uh, Sebastian <laughs> to do this interview? <laughs> with Sebastian, uh, your excuse as well. What the the, the crab from Little for Mermaid for the interview that you did? Sebastian, who's Sebastian? You said you went to do a CBB's interview. No, David said that. He made it up. No, I did I did an yeah. interview with uh, Trevor and Simon and Sophie Alder because they did uh, oh, Strangeness in Space, which is a very funny <laughs> podcast. <laughs> oh, I, the, the only the, the funniest thing... I, mean, I mean, I made the story up, but he still head-butted Macapaca. Really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's not, he's they not did, completely innocent. That was very difficult for them to prove. We don't discuss that. <laughs> There's no video. There's no video proof. Anyway, it wasn't the headbutt. It was something else. Um, something to do with his organ. <laughs> <laughs> you um, fiddled with Macapaca's organ in church. Disgust me. Oh, it's an Anglican church. That's okay then. Oh, that makes it all right. I did interview Julian Glover from Last Crusade, which was incredible. I've also worked with Julian Glover. He's, a He's amazing, isn't he? Yeah, I asked one guy. question. I asked him one question, and he just went for half an hour. With he played all this... the uh, the Colonel in an audio series I did with him. He was brilliant in that. He's his um, really his wife nice. was there as well. Yeah, he said that he was angry with his wife because she threw away a bit of his skull from Last Crusade because she found it in the garage and she threw it away. <laughs> <laughs> he said that'd be worth well, a lot of money in that anyway. But um, well, uh, unless anybody else has got anything else they want to have a go at me about, I think we should go. No, nothing we want to have a go at you for. I'm just looking forward to seeing you on the first for past tense, mate. Yes. I'm, I can't wait to see you there. Me too, and I'm looking forward to reviewing it as well. Yeah, it'd be lovely to see you there. Um, well, we've given you the best bestie um, in the back with the CPB's crowd. So, <laughs> Thank um, you. They're all coming. <laughs> Great. Um, no well, uh, you'll, be, you'll be pleased to know I have, I have not put um, uh, an expiry date on your uh, clean feed invitation. So anytime you want to uh, turn up, we'll make sure we're not recording. Um, but no, seriously, anytime just you want to turn up. To, yeah, just turn up. All right, lads. All right. Hey. David's <laughs> back in the house. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's Keo. 
You're not going to believe who I met down at pub. <laughs> Only Macca Packa. He's still angry. <laughs> he said he's going to come for see ya. He's coming to see you. He's bringing Eagle Piggle and the Onky Tonk thing as well. You're, you're dead, mate. Onky Tonk, Pinky Tonk. I don't know what it is. It's coming for you, though, son. It's been a pleasure, Mr. Keogh. Yeah, it's been too. different. It's, it's been emotional. <laughs> it's been something. <laughs> oh, I love you yeah. guys. And uh, and good night to Belgium. Um, yes. who I think we should all say good night to. Nil points. Yes, right. Well, we, we shall see you next week. We won't see you, Mr. Q, unless indeed you want to turn up. Obviously, well, and have a great <laughs> week. And uh, I might just turn up dressed as Maca Packer just to see what happens <laughs> to you, Daniel. <laughs> that would be really scary. <laughs> Bless you, Mr. Keo. Oh, Good evening, gentlemen. I will see you soon. See you later. And for the record, Cannibals and Carpet Fitters was great. Goodbye. <laughs> it was a fun Bye. Time.